Welcome to the Health From Home podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Uremko, a naturopathic doctor and mother, and I passionately believe that health is about so much more than the absence of disease. In this podcast, we draw upon my years of experience as a naturopathic doctor and family wellness expert and dive into how mind, body, spirit, and community all come together to create true health from home. Welcome. Thank you for joining me on my inaugural podcast episode. I'm Dr. Stephanie Uremko. I'm a naturopathic doctor here in Calgary, Canada. And this season, we're talking all about immunity. It's been quite a hot topic in the news for the last several years, and I thought it was about time we got back to some basics and understanding of what is our immune system and what things can we do at home um, to help support our immune system to make it stronger and to prevent it from getting weaker. Basically, how can you keep your family healthy? So I wanted to start by talking about what exactly the immune system is. So our immune system is what essentially keeps us healthy. It helps protect us against you know, foreign pathogens, so microorganisms that um, can infect and cause harm to us, so certain viruses or bacteria, um, parasites, etc. Uh, it also is important in removing cells from the body that are no longer servicing us. So um, our bodies, you know, when cells get get old and they need to die, our immune system has ways of dealing with that. And our immune system is actually quite complex. So there are so many different aspects to our immune system and different methods that our immune system uses to keep us healthy and safe. And sometimes I think that we get so caught up in the fancy, um, like the fancy specifics of the immune system that we forget about the basics of what makes it work really well in general. And so some of those basics are, you know, things like nutrition and appropriate sleep and hydration your emotional and psychological state. And those are all super important. And those are things that we have a lot of control over uh, from home. So I, I really want this season to talk more about all of those aspects in greater detail so that you are empowered at home to take control of your health and improve your immune system. So today I was thinking about talking more about some of the things that our immune system does that quite often we mistake for being caused by viruses or caused by bacteria. So for example, if you get a cold, one of the common symptoms of a cold is congestion and a runny nose. Now this increased mucus production is caused by our body to help trap that virus. And we have the runny nose to help, and, or a cough, for example, to help expel that extra mucus and get rid of that virus from our body. Same thing with like fever, and I'll actually do a whole episode on fever later, especially when it comes to kids, 
because we are so uh, concerned about fever as a society in the sense that we fear it and don't understand its role and its, its importance in combating illness. So going back to the example of runny snotty nose, it can be really uncomfortable. It gets in the way of us living our life. So typically we want to take something like a decongestant so that we don't feel that symptom. But now we've actually inhibited our body from doing what it's trying to do in terms of getting rid of this virus. And so often, most of the symptoms we have when we get sick, they're the cause of our immune system in response to a virus or a bacteria, rather than the bacteria or the virus causing the symptom directly. So I think that's something that we really want to keep in mind. So cough, for example, we don't generally want to suppress a cough. Now we might want to modulate a cough so that it's not quite as severe and that, you know, it's not quite as frequent just because that the uh, act of coughing can cause irritation to the lining of our respiratory tract. And when the lining of the respiratory tract gets irritated, that is also not good for us. So definitely I'm not saying don't do anything for a cough, but if you suppress it completely in general, you're prohibiting the body from being able to expel that extra mucus or that you know virus or bacteria or whatever is causing the cough in the in initial phase. Sometimes it's just that you inhaled some dust or something like that and it's a natural mechanism of the body to expel that foreign particle from your lungs. And I know that these last few years have been very difficult. You don't want to cough in public and a lot of times we're trying to stifle our coughs and then we see people, you know, their eyes are running and they just feel totally terrible. And if you just took, you know, five seconds to cough out whatever it was that you just inhaled, you'd be much better off. So again, that's just another example of a symptom of illness that we, you know, don't necessarily want to inhibit totally or suppress totally. You know, something like if you, honey can be really helpful for soothing a cough, um, not for small babies, but over a year old. But you don't want, it's not going to suppress the cough. You don't want to suppress the cough. So coughs, runny noses, these are all really good fevers. These are all really good examples of mechanisms that our body uses to try to get rid of an illness, to try to get rid of an infection that we have a tendency to suppress. And then when they're suppressed and we feel better, we think we're better, but it's actually going to keep us sicker longer in the sense that we're going to have higher viral loads for a longer period of time and it's more work on the body in the long run because we're not giving it the rest and the support necessary for it to do its job properly. 
Um, it has been said, and I've heard this statement, that as a society, and I'm talking more about Western society, modern society here, that we do not convalesce very well. And what does that mean? That means that when we're sick, we really see it as a sign of weakness um, if we you know, take a day off work, if we take time to sleep and rest and you know, not do all the things we're supposed to. And we see it as a sign of strength when we can keep going despite all the issues we're having and act like nothing is going on that's seen as a sign of strength in our society and so as a result we often just keep going when what we really need to do is take a little break take a rest let our body heal and then we'll be that much stronger for it this is really important for children whose immune systems are developing so at the beginning I briefly mentioned how we have all these different aspects of our immune system when babies are born their immune systems are quite immature and they they do have a few different aspects to the immune system but most of them are not developed yet and it's through infancy and childhood that you know even into adolescence that our immune systems really develop and they develop through illness so when when you get sick the humoral aspect or like the memory aspect of our immune system that's when it can be activated that's when it can learn to create antibodies and uh, we can use that part of our immune system so if we're not exposed to things we actually don't learn to create antibodies to those things and I'm not saying that we should go and expose ourselves to high levels of all kinds of really uh, um, fatal pathogens. That's not my suggestion at all. But the idea that the you know for most people, getting the common cold is actually a way of their immune system kind of getting a little bit of a workout and developing. And particularly with children, this is why we see kids, you know, they get six, eight, maybe even ten colds kind of colds and flus a year and that's normal it can be really annoying as parents when you're dealing with daycare or school and trying to figure out how to do this because it seems like they go from one snotty nose to another especially during our winter months but if we take a step back and remind ourselves that their immune systems are developing and this isn't essential for their immune systems to develop then we have a very different frame of reference when we think about illness. Several years ago, I was at a talk, um, and it was actually a Nuka chiropractor, uh, Dr. Jeff Scholten, who talked about how our view of illness is often backwards, and the description or the story that he gave has always stuck with me talked about how, you know, if we go to Mexico, for example, and we eat something bad, something that was contaminated, and we get really sick, you know, you get the runs, you might be puking, it's like coming out of both ends, you just, you feel terrible, you have to rest because like you just can't leave the hotel room because you need to be close to a bathroom and you just feel quite depleted. 
when we talk about that experience, we're like, I was so sick. But were you so sick? Or did your body have a healthy response to something that was bad for it? And so that was actually a healthy response of your body to try and remove something that could make you very ill if it stayed in you. And so your body did all these amazing things to get it out. And by resting those few days and not being able to do anything, that enabled you to remove what did not serve you and allow you to be healthier in the end. And and so that is a very different frame of reference or viewpoint on illness that I think a lot of us have not considered. The other aspect that I really wanted to just bring up and mention briefly today is this whole idea of germ theory versus terrain theory. And this is not something that I would say is well known societally, but there are these two theories that are often seen as competing, but I don't see them as competing theories. They're just different aspects of, of the same thing. Um, so germ theory is basically where we have this idea that you have these germs, these different microorganisms, and they cause certain illnesses. Obviously, there is a lot of evidence to support that this has truth to it. Terrain theory is talking about how you get ill because your terrain, your environment, your body, like the environment of your body is not healthy enough to support, to support itself. And so if you have a weak terrain, that's what's causing the illness versus if you have a strong terrain, then it doesn't matter what germ, for example, comes that you can, you can fight it, you can stay healthy. Obviously, there's truth to that too. And in both cases, they're not completely true. And there's a interconnection that is happening there. So when you do different studies and you expose a group of people to the same amount of a certain virus, for example, a certain percentage of that study group will get sick and will get certain symptoms. Some of them will get more symptoms than others and some won't get any at all and they won't contract the virus. So the germ is the same, but their terrains are different. That being said, there are certain germs that I will say are, you know, strong enough and it kind of doesn't I don't want to say it doesn't matter what, how good your terrain is, but it might be, be beyond the realm of human possibility to be strong enough to withstand, shall we say. So this season, we're talking about all the stuff that we can do to help bolster our terrain and to a certain extent prevent exposure to certain germs that would be potentially devastating. Um, so that we do stay healthy, that our families stay healthy. And a lot of this has to start with the acceptance that illness is part of life. Doesn't mean you're chronically ill. That is not something that we should um, be accepting as a normal. But that part, you know, the life is with cycles. Like we have spring, summer, fall, winter. We have health and we do have illness. And it's, it is part of a natural cycle that sometimes we have these rebuilding phases. So that's one of the ways that 
I like to look at illness as an opportunity to rest, um, get rid of things that are no longer serving our bodies, and to build back stronger. So I hope you join me on future episodes where I go through the basics that we can do from home to help build our immune systems, things like nutrition, rest, sleep, um, our social support, psychological, emotional well-being, um, importance of fevers and the role of fevers in illness as well as the potential dangers of illness and how to protect yourself and your kids from that. Hopefully I've brought up some points that maybe you haven't considered before and let me know if this is new or I'm just letting you know what you already know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, it would mean a lot if you could review this podcast wherever you are listening. For more information on lifestyle changes you can make, including my free class on a natural approach to cold and flu season, visit my website, dryuremko.com. Until next time, be well and take care.